Welcome to BTS Sesh, the podcast where two besties talk all things BTS. From awards to biases to comebacks, we want to talk about it all with you. Hello and welcome back to BTS Sesh. I'm Rachel. And I'm Allison. And we are just two best friends who also happen to be fans of the four-time number one billboard chart topping artists bts so exciting i i was so anxious (laughs) me too yeah i thought i was anxious when we were trying to get life goes on to the number one spot on the billboard Uh hot 100 (laughs) chart no this this was something entirely different yes it was wild yes it was a wild wild ride I know and I texted you as soon as I saw it I was like number one (laughs) yeah I was freaking out and then I couldn't concentrate for the rest of the day no I was like what what's the point I'm going to have to just start taking (laughs) taking PTO I feel like (laughs) whenever there's something massive about to happen with BGS granted I I feel like you would I feel like you would then never be at work because they're always doing something. Probably. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's accurate. I saw, I think it may have been um, Bora who tweeted mm-hmm. about how, like, there was one day in the Festa schedule where there wasn't anything scheduled because it's a Memorial Day in Korea. And she was like, mm-hmm. that's only the fourth day of this year when we don't have any content (laughs) yes I saw that too yeah I was like oh that explains so much explains a lot yeah yeah I mean and especially like they didn't help BTS did not help me concentrate with work when they got on Twitter (laughs) oh my gosh I okay before we get into the Twitter chaos that erupted Okay. After the announcement, let's go through the butter stats. Okay. That are official. Give, give me those stats. Okay. Butter had the most global first week streams on Amazon Music. BTS had the biggest streaming month ever on Spotify, and they were the most streamed artist of May 2021. They are the first group in history to have seven number one hits on the Billboard digital song sales chart. They are also the seventh act in history to earn their first four number one hits in less than a year, joining the likes of The Beatles, The Jackson 5, Mariah Carey, Icons, Icons, Icons. Icons. and they were number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, the Global 200 chart, and the Global chart excluding the numbers from the USA. So they had a billboard all kill love that i love that for them me too that is in addition to i think as of midnight korean standard time as of the recording of this podcast they had 160 perfect all kills on other charts so nice they are dominating good they deserve it right they deserve it they deserve everything in this world i love them so much Ditto. Ditto. And then my love for them just increased in their reactions. Dude. 
<laughs> on Twitter. Thur tweets. It was wild. Between Twitter and Weavers, but specifically Twitter, it was just like, is this what their group chats are like? Yes, 100%. Can I be part of the group chat always and forever? <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> I just, V's video was the highlight of my day. The fact that he deleted it almost <laughs> yes. immediately. And it was like all those memes that came out, they're like, dude, you have over 36 million followers. There is no way that like, yeah. this video is ever going to go away. It was on the news, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Someone on Weavers like tagged him in something and they were like, you know, you're going to this is going to be like the background on the yeah. news in the morning. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> OK. <laughs> oh my god he's just he's just so silly and weird and i love him so much like when he posted the video i was like this is why he's my bias he's just it was he's a goofball he really is i loved every second of that video yeah i've watched it multiple times i have it downloaded on my phone so (laughs) i love that so much yeah it was just and i love that you could hear the like the other guys laughing in the background (laughs) while they're they're watching it him film like he's clearly just performing and being a goofball for them like he's just having the best time of his life and the fact that he was like you know what I'm real excited right now I'm gonna share this with ARMY and then he was like oh wait maybe I shouldn't have shared that nah (laughs) no I won't and then RM with his video of the cat (laughs) it is so devastatingly apparent that RM is deep deep in stan twitter yeah like like there's never been a question for me that oh that he was in stan twitter 100 percent. but like he's deep in stan twitter Mm -hmm. and i was as soon as he posted the video i recognized the cat from the video and as being the cat from the picture that he featured in his b-log like yeah weeks weeks back because yeah. I used the screenshot of the cat from that video as, like, one of my current mood posts. And mm. so when RM posted the video, and then I'm assuming it's him who did the hashtag mood underneath it, I was like, um, RM, are we friends on Twitter? <laughs> he, he follows you. He's one of your mutuals, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you multiple times he listens to the podcast. I mean, <laughs> we will know if all of a sudden they start referencing, like we talked about last time, yeah. they start talking about Jaws, if there's any more mentions of Singing in the Rain or Gene Kelly, like, I'm just like, oh no, one of them, probably RM, is a mutual. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you went viral with that one tweet. And, oh God. And now you're... you're me- your mutuals. Yep. <laughs> oh no. You've only brought this upon yourself, Rachel. <laughs> you weren't so funny that one time. <laughs> Just that one time in my life. That one time in my life. Oh man. I also really loved so right before we started recording, we got Jen and J Hope's reactions. Yes. Um to doing it. So like we haven't heard from Sugar or Jimin. Yeah, or JK. or JK. Yeah, so we're still waiting, unless, of course, they decide to post while we're recording, and then... And then who knows? All bets are off. 
yeah. people before, right before we started recording, people were theorizing based on what Jen and J-Hope were saying and their, their back and forth on Weverse that they might be ready to, or like getting ready to start a V Live. And I was like, that would be our luck. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. Of course they would right when we start recording. Yeah. Thanks, like, guys. Oh, gosh, we have to take a break and watch you guys be adorable. Fine. <laughs> It's a real yeah. hardship. <laughs> Gosh, it really is. You guys should totally do that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun times, man. I mean, Twitter was Twitter was a wild ride today because also Brian Rowley decided yes. that he was going to basically bribe army. Yes. <laughs> he was like, if I get 15,000 followers, I'll tell you who my bias is. And just was well, so just for anybody who isn't aware of our love for Brian, he's one of the writers for Forbes that we're obsessed with. He writes yeah, about he BTS. does all the BTS articles. So so great. We love Brian. He always does a great job in all of his articles. Yes. He's one of those, he's one of the like few journalists who you're like, this is a stand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, like so. you were saying, he was like, if well, I he, get 15,000. <laughs> he, he was already at, he was at 14.9 <laughs> already. So it's like, Brian, what are you doing? That's he just not wanted, strategic enough. He just wanted to, he wanted to like come out as a certain, he did. like Stan, you know? Because you guys, he's a Jimin, a Jimin Stan. It makes sense. So I love sense. that for him. Me too. It does. Oh. I wonder if we, if we get him to twenty thousand, if he'll tell us who his bias record is. <gasps> we should ask him that question. Should I? Should I tweet at him? Yes, I think we should tweet, I'll tweet at, at, him. at him. Okay. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We, we need to know who his bias record is now. Seriously, truly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brian Rowley is one of my favorite writers when it comes to anything BTS related uh, and the media because. He does take a really, I think he's, he takes a really smart mm-hmm. look. Like he, he's able to look at their, their position in the industry and kind of delineate it and break it down in a way that's really accessible and also very respectful. Like he, he sees them for the artists that they truly are. Yeah. Um, and he was one, so like we referenced last week, there was that giant kerfluffle that happened. Um, mm-hmm. with the filtered streams on YouTube mm-hmm. and more specifically Spotify. On Spotify, yep. And he did a really great article about that. Um, yeah. He, his article was basically like, yeah, this is really weird. More yeah, needs to be looked into sketchy. this. Um, but he also made the point like, guys, we're still killing it. Like yeah. you, this is already surpassing the goals that were set by Dynamite. And, like, the records that were broken by Dynamite, like, we're already seeing those records being broken by BTS again with Butter. Like, it's going to be fine. Let's see what happens. And sure enough, he was right. (laughs) He is the voice of reason. He really is. Yeah. Oh, I, Brian. I love him. Me too. He also, like, his was one of the articles that I absolutely loved. And then there were three articles that Weverse published. Mm-hmm. in the last like week or so that I also really enjoyed that kind of helped to ease my nerves <laughs> in the lead up to the the billboard 
uh, chart release. So like the first was Talking Music with Butter, which was basically just kind of a breakdown of the song's influences. And they mention Queen, of course, and another one bites the dust. But they also mention Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Love that. Right. Good Times. And Rapper's Delight. Interesting. Right? It was it was a really good article just kind of talking about Butter and the inspiration behind it and how they really wanted each member to have that like standout moment where they could mm-hmm. you could really see their personality. Um and then kind of drawing on that article, Weavers then published um two articles that really looked at kind of butter and this moment in the music industry and what sets BTS apart from other artists at this time. And one of my favorite things, I'm going to read the quote. (laughs) Read it. Read the entire quote. So the quote is, BTS is the prevailing example of the changing relationship between artist, fan, and industry and their order of appearance. I love that because it speaks to how, you know, previously it was really the industry was going out and finding bands that they felt that they could market to a specific audience. And that was going to be how they made their money. Whereas BTS and their relationship with ARMY is what's making the industry Mm -hmm. change. So it's like BTS has really kind of flipped that, that typical narrative of like stardom. BTS is paving the way, Rachel. They're breaking the mold, man. Yes. Love them. And I love it. And the other article made the point that butter is BTS pop. Like, it's not K-pop. It's not (laughs) pop. It's BTS pop. And it's something that only they can pull off. Yeah. And it's so true. Like, I can't see any other artist right now being able to pull off what they are currently pulling off. Mm -hmm. And it's because of stuff like that that we see all of these large brands trying to partner with them. Yep. Like McDonald's. McDonald's. Should we talk about our, our V hope date, Rachel? Yes. Of course we should. <laughs> our V hope date. Even though you wouldn't dance with me. In Even the though I lot. wouldn't dance, but we did, we went to McDonald's and we got our BTS meal and the people in the window we're very confused about it, which is weird because it's just a, a medium 10-piece chicken nugget meal. <laughs> but our order was so simple. <laughs> it's so simple. And, like, we could hear them having, like, like yelling at each other about, like, what size fries goes with it and stuff. And I'm just like, it's not that hard, you guys. I know. But whatever. Yeah. But we got our bag. Yes. And we sat in the back of Rachel's car. And listen to Butter. Yes. <laughs> and other BTS songs. Um, and just ate our ate our dinner. It was great. It was so much fun. And yeah, I literally was like, we're gonna we're gonna pull right into this parking lot and we are going to have a date a la V and J Hope in, in the soup. Yeah. So Yeah. Hope you don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. I was like, Well, you've kidnapped me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So, yeah. Which one was your favorite sauce? I liked the Cajun sauce the best. I've heard a lot of people say that the Cajun sauce was their favorite. I feel like 
it was just kind of like a spicy honey mustard. Yeah. And honey mustard's my favorite. Okay. I could see that. I really enjoyed yeah. the, the sweet chili sauce. I was very yeah. excited for that anyway. Sweet I chili sauce. Both. Yeah. I was, th- I thought I would like the sweet chili sauce the best, mm-hmm. but it was too spicy for me. I have very, very white person taste buds. So. <laughs> see, I, I like a little spice, Yeah, you know? And so I, I very much enjoyed that. I, of course, had to change the order a little bit. I had to go with a Sprite. Yep. Instead of a Coke. Rachel had to get that Sprite for, for J-Hope. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I technically ordered a Coke, but they gave me a Diet Coke. But I wasn't going to complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> they were working really hard. Yeah. They were very confused about the size of fries. So Yeah. So I, I think they may them. have had just like a very, very rough day. But... Because we got it the day it came out. So, and I don't know, yeah. like, how – that's the thing is, like, I don't know how popular BTS is in our area. Like, I don't know, I know. of a lot of other ARMY in our area. And so it's – I yeah, it's a little bit, like, were they flustered because it was, like, we were the first people ordering it? Or yeah. <laughs> were they or, flustered because, like, a lot of people had been ordering it all day? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they were flustered because they were like, we have no idea what this actually is. Yeah, that too. There's three options. There were three I options. I guess. Yeah. I, so I got it again. <gasps> <laughs> what? I got it. So I went to my, my local one that's closest yeah. to my house. And I didn't get the bag. And I was very sad. There have been a lot of um, U.S. Army yeah. That have been very sad because the packaging has been inconsistent. Yeah. And but we also. Then my sister went to McDonald's. Yeah. She didn't even order the BTS meal and she got the bag. <gasps> I'm like, what kind? <laughs> Maybe there's an army who works there. Of nonsense is happening. Maybe that, that person is army and they're trying to get more fans. Maybe. Like, maybe know. they're trying to attract more army. <laughs> oh, man. Did she at least save the bag for you? No, it was all crumbled up in the back seat. <laughs> I only knew it was there because I saw the purple. Oh. It's like, you jerk. <laughs> you know I love BTS. <laughs> oh. Man. Punk. What can I say? Yes, clearly. Oh. But it was. It was very good. I enjoyed it very much. And we got to, we finally figured out what the lunch party was. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just like a little interview. Yeah. Where they basically talked about like McDonald's and how they used to eat McDonald's when they were training and stuff like that. So it was, it was pretty cute. It was just like a nice little, I'm curious to see if subsequent lunch parties will be like the same format or if they're going to be doing something a little bit different with each one. Yeah. I mean, they can only talk about McDonald's so, so much. much. You'd think. Though maybe they're doing like a McDonald's in their training days, McDonald's in their rookie days, McDonald's maybe. now. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> How their relationship with McDonald's has evolved through the years. Oh, man. Well, we have that. We have that to forward to. Oh, geez. Um, also the same day that the BTS meal dropped, when we were also getting ready to release last week's episode, mm-hmm. um, we had the Colbert appearance and performance. 
of they're butter. They're so cute. That's all I can say is they're just so cute. They're so cute. Their English they, was so good. It really was. I was so proud of them. Like, you can tell they've really been working, I think, on yeah. pronunciation and inflection. Because yeah. in studying Korean, and I'm like uber novice in Korean. But I, like, just in language learning in general, I feel like when you're trying to learn how to speak a language, inflection and tone is sometimes, like, the most difficult Mm -hmm. thing to pick up, or at least in my experience, I have a lot of trouble with it. I think part of that probably comes from just, like, being insecure about saying the wrong thing or, you know what I mean? Like, but... Uh, yeah, so I was just thoroughly impressed <laughs> that they were able to to carry that skit off mm-hmm. in, like, their third language. <laughs> yeah. And managed to do it with, like, such impeccable comedic timing. And I've had Fear the Double Bunny yes. stuck in my head for some reason. It just pops into my head randomly during the day, and I'm like, all right. Jimin's? Just... Jimin's? The pogo stick The pogo one. stick. Genius. Genius. It was just like, like, so random. And I like, I'm really curious, like, who wrote those skits? Like, was it the Colbert writers? Yeah. Or what? Because they kind of like, were perfect for who. Right? Because like, JK had the Live Long and Prosper. Yes. One. And And Sugar had his baseball one. Which I can't even talk about. Okay, like I just can't. I was like, this is not. I can't deal with it. And he's wearing that cute little sweater. I can't. <laughs> I can't. And then like V with the piece of, piece of pizza. Piece of pizza. <laughs> Do not. It means peas and also <laughs> pizza. <laughs> and my name, like, oh geez. Yeah. So good. So good. And then their performance. I'm just really is... curious. I know. Their performance was so good that was some like great Gatsby style vibes yeah and they're already like putting their little spins mm -hmm. and unique little things that they do for every performance I'm like I can't I can't even handle the first performance (laughs) right I was thinking like so with the Billboard Music Award performance the intro was done by JK the Colbert performance, it was done by Jen. Like, Jen was the one that entered the line. I'm oh, really yeah. curious to see if, like, in certain performances that they do, like, moving forward, if it'll be different members that they focus on, like, entering the line before it gets started. that, Rachel, until right now. And now all I want to do is watch all the other performances that they've done. Right? Listen. And I can't. I can't handle how V and Jimin keep changing up their little bit. <laughs> they they did that with Dynamite. Like, every mm-hmm. single little intro with Dynamite was different. And now they're doing it with their little dance break. And I can't handle them. They're too cute. It's so good. And you can tell, like, they're, the way that they modify it based on, like, the vibe, like, the overall vibe mm-hmm. of the performance is just so smart. Like, yeah. it's just, it's so smart. And I wonder how much of it is, like, the two of them kind of talking and freestyling and then also, like, 
the choreographer kind of coming in and giving them some direction on how to like make it a little yeah. bit different, you know, because so far it's been genius because like with the Colbert one, it was that whole performance was like they're in suits. They're looking like a million dollars at each. least. Right. <laughs> like looking so good. Mm-hmm. Those suits tailored to perfection. We've got some rich CEO vibes again, you know, and like they were just very like suave and debonair and yeah. Yeah. And that was very much like what V and Jimin were bringing to that portion of the performance. Whereas in the special performance video that we got. (laughs) And I love this video so much. I've watched it a lot. Ditto. It where it's a little bit more casual. Mm-hmm. It's more of it's not like a full performance. It's just like them. It's more of like a da- dance practice, yeah. highlighting the space, which is I think like a it's an installation on the Han River. But yeah, like it it was just kind of a laid back, more of a fun casual performance. Yeah. that still managed to be cute and sexy at the same time. <laughs> They're really like this cute and sexy thing that they're doing really needs to stop, but not really. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're saying stop, but don't, but don't stop. But don't, stop. no, but seriously, like, stop. But don't, don't do it. Don't, don't stop. Don't do it. Don't stop. Like, I want you to stop, but I don't want you to stop. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, yes, that whole thing was just adorable there was more shorts happening there were there were lots of shorts happening um i really want jk sweater this time mm-hmm. his sweater that he's wearing the yellow one in the special performance video mm-hmm. real cute loved that love that a lot yeah yeah there's lots lots of stuff happening um we also had the friends appearance we had the friend which apparently was like it was less than two minutes long. I thought, like, literally the clip I saw was just 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So I watched the extended clip. There's an extended oh, okay, clip that okay. they did. But yes, on the actual reunion special, their bit was, like, between 15 and 30 seconds. Like, it was very, very short. Um, and the extended clip for the Friends appearance, they basically, they rehashed RM's, this is how I learned English story, which... We all we all knew that that was We've probably the direction yeah. <laughs> they were gonna go. Um, with yeah, it. but then they also they all talked about their favorite episode of Friends, which is apparently the Thanksgiving episode where the character Rachel makes the trifle that has the lady fingers, and then she yes. gets the pages stuck together and she puts beef in it, beef and mashed potatoes. And Joey loves it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's apparently their favorite episode of Friends, according to the reunion Hold special. On. Hold on. Yeah. Should we talk about how we decided which member of BTS <laughs> was which person in Friends? We can. <laughs> <laughs> can to preface it, we we both agreed that none of them were Ross. Yeah, we were <laughs> immediately we were like, no one is Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, we're taking Ross off the table. He's being pushed back. Person. He's being pushed back into the 1950s where he belongs. Mm-hmm. You know. We both agreed 
that Jin was Chandler. Yes. And that Jimin was Rachel. Yes. And that JK was Joey. Yes. And we both agreed that V was Phoebe. Yes. Now, I was doing doubles. So, I wasn't doing side characters. I was just doing the thing. So, mm-hmm. I also said... I, well, another thing. I said Sugar was Monica. I said RM was Joey. And I said J-Hope was Phoebe. So, those were my doubles. Rachel decided to do a deep dive. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Are you surprised? No. I mean, no. But also, like, I was like, who are these characters who's okay Rachel J-Hope was Monica so that's where we differed but isn't it Um, like I feel like he would be Monica because the because he's always cleaning but I said sugar would be Monica because she cooks and he cooks yeah but yeah but J-Hope also cooks (laughs) (laughs) but then Rachel was Gunther which what's your reason Rachel okay listen okay gun the reason why is because Gunther is one of those side characters I actually really like him I think he's really funny but he like stands in the back and just like observes the friend group and like silently and sometimes not so silently judges them and so that's where I was pulling okay my sugar inspiration from you know what I mean yeah. He also has a little and, bit of a thing for Rachel, and I feel like Sugar has a soft spot for Jimin. It's true. So that's that's where my brain went, guys. Okay. Please don't add. And yet, judging me about me saying Sugar's Monica, but whatever. Sorry. And then that RM was Doctor Burke, and that's the one I was like, <laughs> "Who is this person? Who is?" No idea who this is. <laughs> It's Tom Selleck's character. <laughs> I, you could have said you should because obviously <laughs> I should have. Okay, listen. I because we took Ross off the table and put him back in the 1950s. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't feel like I feel like, and I didn't want to do doubles. And like, Jen just feels more like a Chandler to me than RM does. And so I was, like, trying to think about who I am reminded me most of. And I was, like, going through all of the characters. And for whatever reason, it was Tom Selleck's character <laughs> that popped to the forefront. Because he's got those, like, he's got, like, like sexy older man vibes <laughs> happening. <laughs> oh, my God. My face is getting red. Um, I love this so much. And so I was just, like, I was thinking, and he's, like, really, really smart, and everybody wants to be his friend. Like, Chandler and Joey are obsessed with, like, being his BFF, Mm -hmm. and I just feel like, you know, JK and Jen, they're right there. (laughs) (laughs) I have, like, a whole thing, okay? I thought really hard about it. I'm real embarrassed now. I'm glad. I... (laughs) I didn't think that hard. It was just kind of I'm an overachiever. It's true. Mine was just word association, basically, like off the top of my head. Who does that character remind me of? Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. 
I didn't think I that you. hard. I did. It's fine. I, yeah. Rachel thinks hard about a lot of things. It's true. I should probably stop. Stop thinking. <laughs> so, so moving on from friends, we have the Our Heart Radio Awards that mm-hmm. happened. And they won three of their four awards. Yes. They won all of the fan voted awards. So that was Best Music Video for Dynamite, Favorite Choreography for Dynamite, and, of course, Best Fan Army for BTS Army. That's right. Boom. And they also did a uh, an interview with iHeartRadio where they came on and they talked about, like, how long they'd been working on Butter, which apparently they'd been working on Butter for, like, three to four months. Yeah. So they've been working on Butter for a long time. Um the most important thing for me that came out of the interview was finding out that Jen sleeps with four pillows. Just because, like you. Yep. <laughs> I also sleep with four. Like as soon as they were like, wait, like all the other members were like, how do, where, where, do, where are the pillows? All, I was like, yeah, I know exactly where the pillows are because that's how I sleep too. <laughs> but both, I think it was Jimin and. Um, Jimin and V both sleep with three because I also th- sleep with three. Yes. But I feel like it was Jimin who started doing this like Doctor Strange yes. motion yes. when he was like trying to figure out where Jin put his pillows. And I was just like, oh, man. Also, my my Selka for this month for Army Selka Day came from the mm-hmm. iHeart yeah. interview because they asked when <laughs> somebody asked if Jimin had fallen off his chair yet. And he just falls off. And he's just like and he's like, next question. And I was like, <laughs> genius. I love this guy. <laughs> I love him. He's amazing. We are the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then after the iHeartRadio awards and the appearance, we had the Good Morning America performances. Yes, which were interesting camera work. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not unique. Most, like, I guess since they've started doing, especially since they've started doing the, like, at home or previously recorded performances, they tend to do the, they like zoom out from the screens and show off the skyline for no reason. Um, and I it, don't like, I like, I would understand if they were doing that because they're like, you know, they're looking at the crowd and how the crowd is reacting. But if yeah. they do that, the crowd is reacting, they're just staring up at a TV. Yeah. So it's like, it's not that good. You could have just not cut out at all. Yeah. It gives, gives me a lot of like Fahrenheit. 451 vibes when they do stuff like that it does alas oh, Rachel. the performances themselves are really fun yes their, their dynamite performance was so silly i love it was them just chaos like a fun little summer bop chaos yeah. being silly um should we talk about how you had another existential crisis because of V's ponytail? Listen, I didn't need to know that he had a ponytail. I didn't see it when I was watching the performances. Then I came onto Twitter and they're like, look at V's ponytail. And I was like, how dare you point this out to me? I'm so mad about it. The butter performance <laughs> gave me like serious Miami Vice feels yes like that was the vibe i got 
from that butter performance. And as soon as he like turned around and had the ponytail in the back, I was like, whoa, Don Johnson, what is happening? I just like, literally, I was just talking about how mm-hmm. I like <gasps> ponytails. I told you they listen, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're coming for us specifically i was yes i was very upset about the ponytail because it gave me feelings yeah but it doesn't exist anymore so it's fine even though i have to live with that knowledge it's yeah that it it was there yeah it was there well in addition to having to deal with the ponytail we were also having to navigate the butter hotter remix <laughs> that dropped dude i think everyone on twitter lived in a state of fear for like 12 hours like what is this going to be will we be able to survive a hotter version of butter we're like how like what are we what is this going to consist of yeah like we're very <laughs> victorian like we're here like when you flash us forearms and or ankles and or collarbones we spontaneously combust yeah what is going to happen it was a terrifying and it was another one of those situations where it was like i'm not gonna stay up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because right. what if it kills me what if it's so hot that it kills me i gotta but then, sleep but then but then i i ended up sitting <laughs> Ditto. i was like you know what if i'm gonna die i'm gonna die happy <laughs> what a way to go like I got home from the gym and I got out of the shower and I was like well it's already 10 30 so I might as well stay up I can find something to do for 90 minutes it's fine seriously uh, it, so that video was a perfect example of those like expectation versus reality means because yes we all expected basically what V gave us in his video. (laughs) The reality. Yeah, like, making you sweat like that. Look at my tricep. That's what we all expected. But in reality, it was just them being their goofiest, loveliest selves. And that was honestly the best thing they could have ever given us. Yeah. Like, it was like, I watched the video and I was like, this is the most precious thing I've ever seen in my life. I love them. They, like, all of the stuff that's happening in the background, like, every single time I watch the video, I notice something different Yeah, going on. And <laughs> I, my, one of my favorite moments is when they're all standing in the line and JK breaks character for a hot <laughs> second and starts smiling. And he's like, oh, no, I got to get, control gotta- your face, control your face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you are so endearing. I cannot. <laughs> It was, I was, that video left me endeared. I was just. Yes. I was like. endeared. Truly, these are perfect human beings for me. Like. Literally. It was like, just like, so precious. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yes. So, so lovely. Though JK did have his chest out. Yes. I feel like that's just and going to be a thing. I feel like it's going to be a thing now, and I'm not – I just have a lot of feelings about that in his chest. And, yeah, I don't need Do it we... out. I don't I don't need to be reminded that it's there. I mean – I would like to 
live in ignorance, please. <laughs> you know, he's worked really hard on it. Uh, yeah, it's true. And I say, you know, if he has a personal vendetta against Buttons, I'm, you know, as a fan, I'm going to support him. I mean, he's really living the, if you got it, flaunt it philosophy. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. I really can't find fault in that when you look like that. But also this gives rise to a question. Is there going to be a cooler or sweeter remix? I feel feel like there should be. 100% it should be. Yeah. I, but now I'm afraid what those are going to look like because if we get so if the hotter remix was in those specific fits, we still yeah. have like the basketball, like the velour tracksuit fit, yes, and the mesh pleather fits. The mesh pleather Tra- terrifies me, but the tracksuits, I'll think about. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's a lot that can could potentially destroy us. So. I can only hope that it's just three other silly versions of the song. I don't know that we'll be that lucky. <laughs> Listen, I'll let you live in that. Listen, I'll let you live in that reality. Thank for a little you. While longer until we get news this week that there's going to be another drop, and then. We all can best. It's going to be fine. We'll announce it on Thursday morning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're like, oh my God. Um, Yeah. And then finally, we had the Map of the Soul 1 concept photo book video, like the behind the scenes thing that got released, um, I guess, in the lead up to the concept books shipping, which you got Uh the concept books, didn't you? No. No. It doesn't even say shipping. Oh, but you bought them, though. That's what I mean. (laughs) I bought them, yes, but I have not got them. You have not received them. Yeah. Okay, that makes me sad. I bought the the expensive one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, dear listeners, are you you surprised at this point? (laughs) You know what? You know what else I bought? I bought the Festa calendar. (laughs) (laughs) What have they done to us? I don't know. And I'm waiting. Yeah. I'll talk about that later. Okay. (laughs) But we got that video. It was like a 15 minute long video. And it was so great. Yeah. Just kind of seeing them come up with all of the different concepts. And I like their whole like, this feels like the No More Dreams set of our late 20s. And yeah. This feels like Red Bullet, you know? Yeah. This exactly. feels like I need you. <laughs> yes. Everyone had a this feels like, but it was mm-hmm. always different, but it was for the same set. Yes. I was like, boys. Ugh. Adore them. Even though uh, the editors chose violence when they decided to play We Are Bulletproof, The Eternal. Yeah. In the background, while also having the guys talk about how much they missed performing yeah i was like i was upsetting i was upset i'm like that's just not very nice i'm gonna go cry now (laughs) that was basically my train of thought yeah um but yeah that was a fun it was a fun video fun little 
little interlude between all of the butter chaos Mm -hmm. that was happening. So, yeah. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff happening. It's crazy. Like, this, this episode, we keep saying this, but literally, like, every episode we plan, it ends up going sideways because <laughs> there's just so much stuff yeah. coming out. And, like, no matter, no matter how, how much we think we're ahead of the game, we're in no way, shape, or form. Like, we're so far behind. We're so far behind. I, like, truly... I don't think we will ever catch up. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but, but all that to say, we've had all of this incredible content that has been thrown at us over the past week since last week's episode dropped. And today marks the beginning of one of the best months of the year. Not only is it BTS month with BTS Festa, it is. Pride Month. Pride Month. Woo! Woohoo! Best month of the year. It's true. We Though I am sad month. because sad? the local parades have been postponed again. Uh, but that's why I decided to make this little segment of this episode. Yeah. To to make up for it, I guess. My own little private celebration over here with yes. our family. Our BTS family. Yeah. Um, sadly, we did not get any listener submissions. Submissions. Yeah. But, eh, we're new. It's a sensitive subject, you know. Yeah, I feel like there has to be some trust built up. And it makes sense. Yeah. Like, I think maybe now after people listen to this episode of the podcast and hear kind of what you have to share. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll be interested and willing to kind of share their own experiences and stories um, later. And maybe we can extend the, um, extend the submissions throughout the month. And then we can include them in future episodes. Yeah. So if you guys want to do that. All month long. Yeah. So, so one of the things I really love about BTS is that they're, extremely inclusive they are and they are like not really shy about Mm -hmm. their beliefs which I appreciate greatly because you can always be like kind of on the fence but like "Eh, here's a non-answer basically yeah but they they really especially with the LGBTQ community um have really shown and voiced a lot of support which is nice so First off, I found a bunch of YouTube compilations, which is kind of hilarious because a lot of it was like very subjective, but there were yeah. like some legit moments there. Um, there's also like some like questionable translations out there. Like I'm, I really feel like some of it where people are kind of like more focusing on like if the members are LGBTQ, mm-hmm. they're really like focusing on like translations and I just, how the Korean language translates with the English language that I know of, like, pronouns yeah, are very there's... subjective. So, like, I don't, I don't want to get into really that. But a lot of the compilations did. It's just, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. there were lots of 
like so in these compilation videos i love compilation videos you guys but anyway in these compilation <laughs> compilation videos they had a lot of um basically bits of like various members of bts like supporting lgbtq artists like kalani and mm-hmm. sam smith um and like frank ocean yeah and liking you know songs like same love by uh macklemore mm-hmm. and um call me by your name mm-hmm. and there were some other anyway so they had lots of those so it's it's nice that they are consuming that kind of media and supporting those artists and like telling army about it mm-hmm. especially since they know how crazy army is basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> like pretty much anytime bts supports something army's gonna support it so so for them to like save those artists and give those examples um they know what they're doing yeah so they're exposing army to these these kind of works as well it's just neat <laughs> yeah <laughs> what can i say like i'm trying to like think of like being like a thoughtful and um like deep person but i'm not a thoughtful and deep person <laughs> so i'm probably saying nothing new here ever like our listeners probably 100 know already everything that i'm about to say but i'm gonna say it anyway just for fun please please do okay because rachel doesn't know yeah just just act like i don't know <laughs> act like you don't know, you don't know rachel <laughs> here's a good chance i don't go ahead so like in rm's UN speech he he mentions gender identity specifically Mm -hmm. which was really nice he says you know um they're talking about the love yourself campaign and he says I want to hear your voice I want to hear your conviction no matter who you are where you're from your skin color your gender identity just speak yourself find your name and find your voice by speaking yourself it gives me so many feelings yeah, that made me kind of tear up a little bit. Yeah, I know. I mean, the UN speeches anyway. Just yeah, me tear up a little bit. But yeah, like, yeah. There's also so like in a Billboard article in like 2018, they end up talking about "Same Love" by Macklemore, mm-hmm. um, and basically RM like tweeted about it. Basically, so they asked him about it. Mm-hmm. So. RM, you know, he goes, you know, deep into it and he's like, it's hard to find the right words to reverse the words saying same love is saying love is the same. That's all I have to say about it. Meanwhile, Suga's just like, there's nothing wrong. Everyone is equal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Suga's so blunt about it. I love it. He's just like, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> he was, Suga's also the one with the shoes, right? Yes, like he a does very have famous his pride picture. shoes. Yeah, of him with the shoes. <laughs> That's a, yeah. In the compilation videos, they talk about like all the pride merch that they wear too. Like, um, so Sugar has his shoes. Um, v has like a jersey and some shorts. Mm-hmm. There's a pride like edition of Absolute Vodka that they have in in the soup yes <laughs> like yeah it's just really funny but yeah they do actually wear a lot of pride merch which is fun yeah um there's an infamous article that like people argue about if the translation is right rachel it's wild but basically the interviewer asked sugar Mm-hmm. What do you notice first 
when you look at girls. And Shiga says, I focus on personality and atmosphere. I don't have an ideal type, and it's not limited to a girl. Ooh. Ooh. Like, like it's just <laughs> one of those things. It's like, like, fandom's like, that's not what he said. And other fandoms are like, well, then he's definitely queer or whatever. And it's just yeah. like, that's not how I personally take it. I think it's more of just, like, an openness yeah. Like, it's a, it's a philosophy, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, I think one of the things BTS is really good at in interviews specifically is, like, if they're given a question that's fairly direct, like that one was, they're yeah. able to then – they're very skilled at broadening the question with their answers. Does that make yeah. sense? So, like, instead of just responding directly to the question that's asked, they take the question and then they're able to then, like, expound upon it to make it applicable to, like, wider themes. And, yeah, so I I feel like in a lot of interviews, um, just in general, BTS does a really good job of not necessarily deflecting, but, like, um, basically answering in a way that is relatable to more people. Yeah, and, like, they talk about how um, their songs have really gotten more gender neutral. Mm-hmm. And they basically say it's because we want, it's because they want, you know, to to reach as many people as possible, to to have more people connect to their music. And yeah. not having to worry about pronouns is a great way For to make sure. everyone feel included. So it's one of those things, it's like, they know they have fanboys, yeah, he, think... he's he's just you know saying anyone, yeah, anything, whatever you want, basically. So it just it just seems like they're trying to focus on their fandom as a whole, as army as a whole, and they know that they have fanboys too. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's like pandering or anything. I just think it's inclusion mm-hmm. and their way. And then I have a Rolling Stones article from 2018. Yeah, that I want to talk about, um, and it—it's a really good article. I think we should link it. Um, mm-hmm. It basically talks about how BTS is breaking all the K-pop taboos. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's because they talk openly about mental health, which is big deal. Um, and I think this is also around the time a K-pop star um, committed suicide. Um, and so they, they ended up talking about mental health really openly. The article also talks about how they've really been, they say bucking convention, which is always a weird way to say anything, (laughs) a weird way to say anything. Um, but because since their debut, they've been openly, um, discussing LGBTQ rights, um, along with mental health and, Mm-hmm. all those other things that people usually don't talk about. So the article mentions about how they've talked about uh, the group's open-mindedness since their debut. Um, it mentions again RM's tweet about same love. And then it specifically mentions um, RM recommending strawberries and cigarettes from mm-hmm. the Love, Simon soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny. But um, what's interesting... And I'll read this entire quote. Um, 
These are small gestures, but they mean a lot to BTS's fans. LGBTQ rights certainly aren't perfect in the United States, but in South Korea, the situation is so abysmal that Amnesty International got involved last year after a South Korean soldier was sentenced to six months in prison for having a consensual homosexual relationship. Wow. It's interesting. Yeah. You know? Um, and that was just in 2018. Mm-hmm. So that's three years ago. Yeah. So they're really like to know that they're so they talk so openly about it and unabashed about it. Yeah, I think the fact that they the fact that they're willing to kind of put themselves out there Mm -hmm. and, you know, articulate their support of the LGBTQ community in a way that is so like open and honest and vulnerable. Um just speaks who they are to who they are as individuals, you know, and I, it goes along with exactly what you were saying in terms of like their openness and talking about their struggles with mental health and um, you know, what being in the industry in South Korea is like and how that can take mm-hmm. a toll and just being in the industry, the entertainment industry in general, like I'm, I can't even imagine the type of pressure they're under. And then, you know, to have that added layer of, you know, you have these fans who are looking up to you, who identify as LGBTQ, what, you know, what, what can you offer them or what words of support can you share and their willingness to be like, we love you for exactly mm-hmm. who you are. We want you to love yourself and speak your truth and everything. It just speaks to their strength of character and yeah. they're like, their true affection, uh, affection for army. Yeah. I think like all of this, I think, is all about their support for ARMY, which, I mean, we talk about all the time how much ARMY supports BTS, but BTS is out here doing, you know, these, even though they seem so small, they can be so big to some people, so important to some people. Like, Mm -hmm. these little things, a recommendation, just, you know, just an acknowledgement can be a huge thing for someone. Um, And they, I, I think BTS is really they really recognize that they have fans of all different sexualities and identities and religions, you know, and races. Like, I think they really recognize that and embrace it, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's very nice. Yeah. They see it as a strength. Exactly. Yeah. And they don't, they don't want to, um, they don't want to feel like anyone's not accepted, mm-hmm. especially to them. Yeah, they really they and like this it goes into like how they help me. Um, Yeah, (laughs) they really make you just feel like they specifically want you to feel okay with you. You know, Mm -hmm. Rachel, this is ridiculous. Okay, I came out to you like what our junior year. Of yeah, our, soph- our sophomore is sophomore. junior year of college. So that was like 11 or 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, where I came out to Rachel as bisexual, and she was the first person I ever came out to. Um, do you feel proud? Do you feel... I mean... <laughs> do you feel so lucky? <laughs> yes. Honored. Well, so... Yeah, a hundred percent. I actually like <laughs> legitimately do. Like, I mean, the fact that you um, 
you trusted me enough to share that part of yourself with me means the world. I mean, that was, that was still fairly early in our friendship, I would say, you know, and so the fact that you, you felt comfortable enough sharing that with me. um, And I know we've talked about previously, like just the fact that like me and my family allowed you to feel like you could be yourself. Yeah. When hanging, hanging out with all of us, all of us (laughs) crazies. Um, You know, that, that's always been something that's been very important to me. And I know also to my family, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that you knew that regardless of who you love, we're going to love you unconditionally. Yeah. You're, you're loved unconditionally. So yeah, Yeah, I am by you (laughs) and by BTS. That's right. (laughs) So my parents, (laughs) yeah, which I mean, you guys are, the few people who I've come out to, like I haven't mm-hmm. formally come out to my family. Yeah, um, I think they all know in general because I, when I talk about love and int- like a love interest or something, I use gender neutral pronouns. And yeah, <laughs> like a few years ago, mom was setting the table for Thanksgiving, and she was like, "You know, there's plenty of room if you want to bring a boy or a girl." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, your mom! And I just. <laughs> I was like, I'm not having this conversation on Thanksgiving. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> so, but I mean, like, like I started to realize that I liked girls in middle school, let's say mm-hmm. like 12. And then it took me <laughs> until I was like 19 or 20 to come out to someone. Yeah. Um, And then even though I was coming out to like people I trusted, you and your family, um, I still always felt like I had to guard that part of me. Yeah. And it wasn't until recently, like literally BTS has changed me and <laughs> my, like my idea about it. Like, I feel so less guarded about it. And that like, mm-hmm. if people found out I wouldn't be worried or upset. Yeah. Like it's always been one of those things. It's like, I will cross this bridge when I come to it, when it comes to like coming out. Um, right. But I've always been like, but I'm not gonna create that bridge. <laughs> Right. But I found in conversations with, like, people at work, <laughs> yeah, which is the scariest part, people at work, I just, I kind of just mm-hmm. say what I actually think. Like, this one girl was talking to me about, like, she was showing me this guy's dating profile, and I was like, he is just such a boy. <laughs> like, I, no attraction, because he's such a boy, and, like... She didn't really acknowledge that, but I was like, you can take that however you want, but mm-hmm. I would have never said that, like, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Never. I would have been like, oh, yeah, he's fine. Not my type. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm a, Yeah, I'm just a lot loosey-goosey now with it. Um, <laughs> and, and that's all. It's truly, I think, because of BTS. Like, I saw this TikTok the other day where this woman was like, when you start listening to BTS, you get a low-key glow up. <laughs> so, and that's what it feels like. Like, it feels like, so their message of, like, loving yourself and, you know, speaking yourself and just being yourself, basically, has just really opened me up. Yeah. It's hard to explain. And it's it's wild because I listen to other LGBTQ artists, like, huge mm-hmm. fan of Hayley Kiyoko, 
and out in practice, lesbian Jesus didn't even give me this kind of freedom. Like, what is happening? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's just wild. It's wild. And that's really, I mean, this whole like feeling like it's so stupid to say this, but <laughs> feeling that like BTS accepts me means that the world can accept me. That's not stupid at all. <laughs> Honestly. Like, I will say, so after after we both started listening to BTS, mm-hmm. like, I think I've definitely noticed a change in you. A very positive change. I think that you, it feels like you are very much kind of settling into your own skin. Yeah. Um, and that's how it feels, you know? Yeah. And I feel, and like, I'm just so, I mean, I was ridiculously proud of you before (laughs) and like I said you're loved unconditionally regardless so like yes whatever um like that TikTok says you know too much now the only way out is if we sell (laughs) that um but like I've like I've always been so proud of you for you know being able to speak yourself Mm -hmm. um even if it was wasn't as like you said loosey-goosey yeah. Like even the fact that you were willing to to come out to me and to my family. I was so insanely proud of you in that moment and that pride has just kind of continued as our friendship has grown and um you know the last couple of months seeing you blossom even further and kind of come into this like I am who I am just like that great song. I was going <laughs> to say Birdcage. listen I I sang that song on the top of my lungs for so long and it wasn't until BTS came along that I started believing it like yeah and it's just it's so beautiful and I think a lot of it and and like I totally I get where you're coming from when you say Mm -hmm. like it wasn't until BTS that you started to get like feel like you were capable of a glow up yeah (laughs) that makes sense because like I feel kind of the same way of course in like a different a different way in a different context, but like, I don't know. It's just that, that idea that there are seven, there are seven guys who live across the world that like us for exactly who we are and only want the best for us. Yeah. And want us to live our truth and, and be so- happy. Like that's, that's so validating. It really is. And like, it's even though they don't know who we are personally, we will never meet them. Probably. You'll be their best friend, Rachel. Don't worry. But like, like I mean, Thanks. the probability <laughs> of us ever meeting them is wild. Very low. <laughs> but also to, to like honestly feel like they care about me. And I don't want to say it's like there's been a lot of talk recently about like parasocial relationships. Yeah. But I feel like like I don't feel like between army and bts we have that i i truly feel like like if i met one of them on the street they would care about me yeah the thing is like they just haven't met me yet it's really weird yeah (laughs) like just to feel like you have their support even though you're complete strangers essentially Mm -hmm. that's that's what bts is basically I i think it was jimin um, who said it was something to the effect of, you know, no matter what, there's a guy in South Korea who loves you. Mm-hmm. Like that just, 
if and it and it feels genuine you know what I mean like I can I, I don't know if it's truly genuine but it feels genuine and you know from everything I know about BTS it's genuine yeah and that's just like it just gives me a lot of feels yeah there there is something so reassuring and powerful to know that there is someone out there who doesn't know you but accepts and loves you yeah completely I mean it's ridiculous that it's taken until BTS <laughs> for me especially because of all the different media I've ever consumed you know I spent I spent truly like a decade just going through different queer um media and trying to find this kind of relationship basically this kind of um yeah feeling and support from an artist and I found it through BTS but it also yeah. doesn't feel like like I'm putting all of this on them like you know what I mean like I, I don't feel like I'm unhealthily like in some unhealthy way yeah putting all of this on them specifically in the long run it actually has nothing to do with them <laughs> right well I feel like so this is a difference I think in in when we talk about parasocial relationships and we can maybe talk mm-hmm. a little bit more in depth about them kind of later on. And we touched a little bit on them probably in the, the fandom episode we did like way back. <laughs> but yeah. Like um, I think there are definitely fans who take that relationship too far. And then of course don't respect artists boundaries. And then they make assumptions about the artist. So the artist hasn't, made any type of announcement or confirmation about things or they just you know they're they're so interested in having a a personal relationship with a member or using using a member as a crutch you know that it it becomes like an unhealthy attachment I think what what you're describing is more that like BTS is not the end-all be-all in your journey they're just like guides <laughs> you know what I mean yeah like, they're no, just yeah, they're there exactly. to provide that kind of support and that impetus for you to dig down deep and do the work yourself yeah you know like their support comes from their songs and mm-hmm. their you know shows that they put out it, it doesn't come from anything that they're not already willing to give me basically yes um so yeah, like I don't need anything else except for what they're giving me now, and maybe mm-hmm. a season two of the soup. Like <laughs> that's what I need from them. Don't I, we I all? Don't, I don't need to know about their yeah. I don't need to know about their personal lives really. I just need to know that they support me, and they've said it multiple times, like mm-hmm. before I even knew they existed. Yeah, they've been supporting me in some weird way. It's beautiful. I think it's true what people say that like BTS finds you exactly when you need them the most. And yeah. like this this community finds you. And it really like and that's another thing like Army is amazing and I love it and I've never actually made friends in fandom like I have been. Mhm. Um and it's wonderful and I feel supported by them too. Like I hardly yeah. I like I hardly talk to like Heather and Casey and Allison, but they're my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, like they would say the same thing, you know? Yeah. And they really did find me when I needed them. Because, like, so the past couple of months, I have been just 
real feeling real weird about my sexuality you know I've been like Mm -hmm. do I even like guys (laughs) it's been one of those things it's like yeah like I don't even know it's like for so long I've considered myself bisexual but for like the past maybe six months I've just been in this like really weird space it's like am I though like I I literally like I text your sister one time I'm like I think I'm just a lesbian (laughs) (laughs) but but then when I found BTS and it, it has nothing to do with the fact that they are men, though they are very beautiful and I am very attracted to them. But it just helped me realize, like, it just helped me conf- get my thoughts in order and confirm mm-hmm. to myself what I already knew. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I, so yeah, it's like, I think... and I mean, I mean, it's really weird to like, just wake up one day after like 20 something years of being sure that you're something and just questioning it completely and then having these random seven boys from Korea help you (laughs) with your thought process and your identity like yeah it's wild I think it's just a really beautiful relationship that BTS has with ARMY and it comes down to like what we said before you know, their willingness to, to share, you know, what, what they're willing to share, you know, with no, with no expectations, I think on this part, you know, beyond what they're, what they're willing to share with us. Um, But their, their willingness to be vulnerable and, and open and supportive, uh, regardless Mm -hmm. of who you are, or where you came from. And, um, you know, I think we're celebrating pride and the LGBTQ community, of course, in this episode and, and all this month. But I feel like a lot of what you've said can absolutely be applied in other ways to, um, you know, people who are questioning other aspects of their life. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, I just think it's really, it's just a beautiful, beautiful relationship yeah. um, and community that has been built um, by ARMY and by BTS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the friends that we've made doing this podcast and just geeking out, (laughs) fangirling about BTS on Twitter. You know, they've been already some of the, I think, most profound friendships that we've encountered as adults. At least, like, for me in particular, like, some of the most profound friendships that I've encountered as an adult beyond our friendship. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. No, like, truly, like, the people – the people I've met through ARMY, like, even even though I don't talk to people a lot, like, one-on-one, I do feel like if I needed them, mm-hmm. they would be there for me <laughs> and vice, right, like, vice versa. Yeah. Um, And that's so wild because, like, before it was just, like, you and your sister that I ever felt like that. <laughs> yeah. So. I think I, I love it. I love yeah. it. It's just a an amazing connection that BTS has created. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I'm so that's just going to, <laughs> I'm just going to say again that I'm so ridiculously proud of you. Thank you. And I love you from the bottom of my heart. I love my you best too. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you so much so, for sharing. Cause I know yeah. it takes a lot. Yeah. It's, it's hard to be vulnerable Um, yes for sure it's it's hard for me it's hard for me to be vulnerable with myself so 
and I mean, this is another thing that BTS has inspired in me. Like, they've shown vulnerable sides to the public. Mm-hmm. I can do the same yeah. to, you know, our 10 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Who we love so much. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So that's that's me, you guys. So if this has inspired you to share your story with us or want to, go for it. I yeah. support you. And if you don't, that's fine, too. There's always that, yes. next year. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so before we wrap up our episode, um, of course, Festa has officially started. Um, we will not be posting an episode next week. We have a little bit of a break. Thank you. Thank God. <laughs> but um, our next episode will be right after Festa Muster. and Muster. Yes. Yeah. So we are going to talk about all things Festa. So that's what our next episode definitely will be. (laughs) Yes. And anything other butter related. (laughs) Butter and Festa related. That is next episode. Yes. BTS can't stop us with something else because that's their schedule too. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (sighs) Don't change it, guys. (laughs) But yes, yeah, so we we hope you enjoyed this episode. And like Allison said, please feel free to send in your stories if you feel so inclined. We're gonna celebrate you, um, you know, all month long as we celebrate Pride and Festa and BTS and friendship and rainbows. <laughs> yes, and everything good. Everything good. Yeah, that's the month of June. <laughs> Woohoo! So until next time, I'm Allison. I'm Rachel. And this has been BTS Sesh. Thank you for listening to BTS Sesh. BTS Sesh is hosted and produced by Allison and Rachel and edited by Rachel. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We would absolutely love to hear from you. You can also find us on Twitter at BTS Sesh. That's B-T-S-S-E-S-H. Please come find us in Fangirl. We really need more friends who love BTS.